All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. Uh, here we are, finding ourselves on the other side of Fourth of July. Brandon, how did things go for you this past holiday? Oh, it was good. Uh, I had a busy weekend. Um, you know, just stuff around the house. A um, few things with with my wife's family. Uh, you know, that's too much. Mostly just a lot of work on that deck that I've been building. So, but it was it was a good weekend. I had a nice long weekend off work. So, anytime you get one of those, it's good. Yeah. No, for sure. And fortunately, it didn't rain the whole time like it was supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So that was surprising. Yeah, we didn't do a whole lot. I'm not a big crowds person. So Fourth of July is not exactly my favorite holiday, but the time off was nice. Got to do a few things, accomplish a few projects. You know, do the do the whole adulting thing for vacation. Hmm. So, but we hope all of you were able to enjoy your 4th of July as well. Hope things went well. And we find ourselves back here bringing you a new episode this week. We'll be getting into the content here shortly. But as always, we start with... Did you know? So, I'm going to be bringing you something here from movies... And as I'm sure most people are familiar with, the classic movie Forrest Gump, uh, it debuted 25 years ago. And I saw somebody share on social media that in the movie, Bubba Gump shrimp money was put into Apple. If you remember that part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And based on the timeline, Gump, could have bought 3% of the company for about $100,000. Today, if he did that, that would have that would be worth $28.1 billion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that would make him the 31st rich richest in the entire world today. After investing in a fruit company. Yep. <laughs> With Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. So I, I thought that was a pretty good one when I saw that pop up pop up this week. I was like, oh gosh. Man, and that movie is twenty five years old. I remember um my parents renting that like as soon as it came on video. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, that twenty five years. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Dude, the weird thing for us is that we watched that for in school. Because <laughs> well, oh, it's a pretty awesome movie. It's it's a good one. Well, Tom yeah. Hanks is amazing in everything he's in. Oh yeah, and I mean, I, honestly, they do a pretty good job of telling a lot of history and relatively well, not telling, kind of just like touching on a lot of different parts of history in a very short period amount of time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. I, it's historical, but it's not at the same time. I don't know. They they tell you a lot. So and they tell they tell you a lot about shrimp too. So <laughs> I think that should uh, be a subcategory of shrimp documentary. So, <laughs> but uh, there you go. There's your did you did you know? And then we move uh, things over to Brandon for his part with. Scary stats of the week. 
What do you got for us? Uh, this one here kind of just fell into my lap. I saw it on Facebook. Um, somebody I follow just like uh, shared it, and you know I thought it was kind of interesting. It, it comes from Major League Baseball. So in the last three seasons, John uh, Carlos Stanton has struck out 514 times. Now, in contrast, Tony Gwynn, he played 20 years for the Padres. He only struck out 434 times in his 20-year career. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that goes to show, you know, how the game has changed. Because uh, Stanton's a really good player. Uh, It just goes to show how the game has changed and how good of a hitter that Tony Gwynn was, and he doesn't really get enough credit. Interesting. Well, I was, I also kind of wondered the amount of games too, you know, in that time period, because they play more games now and things like that, but still. Hmm. Yeah. And Gwyn, well, he would have been batting at the, you know, the top of the order, um, you know, and he was never too much of a power hitter. So I'm assuming he was probably a leadoff guy. Um, you know, he might've batted second, um, maybe even third sometimes, but yeah, he only struck out 434 times in 20 years. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that that has to bring up another question, you know, since this is a reoccurring theme. How obsessed are you with baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. It's just baseball stats, there's so many categories, and the game has been played for so long. Yeah. That, I know, they're just fascinating. I know, I know. I, I have to give you crap considering how much we don't uh, or are not enthusiastic about baseball. And it has been pretty interesting that since we've started this uh, stat segment that I there have been uh, quite a few baseball stats. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, man. But uh, but yeah, well. Hmm. Still kind of wrapping my head around that, but very interesting. So. Uh, well, we'll keep moving forward with rock moment of the week. And it's almost appropriate to be like ROCK, the USA (laughs) for this week's rock moment of the week as the U S women take home the world cup with their victory over the Netherlands this past Sunday, final score of two to zero. And this is the fourth time that the U S women have won the world cup. Uh, their victory route took them by, uh, beating Thailand, Chile, Sweden, Spain, France, and England, uh, all in route to their final game against Netherlands. Three of those six games, were shutouts and over and the other three, the opponents only scored one goal. So in all, all six of those games, the uh, total score for their opponents was three. Yeah. I know that first game they played, didn't they win at like 12 to nothing or something ridiculous like that? Yeah. They beat Thailand pretty bad. Yeah. Cause I know Alex Morgan herself only had, she had like four goals. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was rough. 
But uh, yeah, so I noticed this too, which was interesting, is that the uh, U.S. women's team is the first team to reach three consecutive finals and is the second women's team to be repeat champions with uh, the other team being Germany. So, okay, there you go. Another did you know? Rock. Two for the price of one. (laughs) So we're going to move into then our question from last week and discuss a little bit of listener feedback that we got from that. So we'll move into that. All right. So if you recall, if you joined us last week, if you tuned in and listened to our conversation, we talked about um, different sports injuries, how they affected players' careers and things of that nature. And uh, the question was, if you could have an athlete, if you could choose an athlete to be injury-free for their entire career, who would you choose? Uh, we got a little bit of feedback on that. Um, Brandon, did you want to share um, what uh, Craig said? Uh, yeah, good buddy Craig, uh, former Blue Brother. Um, he said Bo Jackson, which I, you know, I mentioned last week. Uh, that's that's one of those that I guess you know probably everybody thinks about how good he could have been. Um, and then Steve Gotts, he's at X-Men 86. He replied to Craig, and he said, a crazy stat about Bo Jackson is that Jim Harbaugh actually rushed for more yardage in the NFL than Bo Jackson did. Yeah. He that... said, you will win. He's like, you will win more than a few bets slash drinks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that that definitely puts it into pretty interesting. Uh, interesting perspective right there about you know what could have been mm-hmm. so not to slight Jim Harbaugh but I feel like Bo Jackson would have done maybe a little bit more <laughs> yeah probably just a little bit <laughs> so yeah we had, had a little conversation with that before and then uh, the other reply that we got on Twitter and this is from GoBlue85 um the handles at slick GQ 85. Uh, he shared, uh, several Michigan players. And so everybody is probably well familiar with, uh, Tariq black. Uh, so he mentioned that, and that was definitely one that came to mind, uh, when I was thinking about this, I know that I had my conversation about Denar Robinson with his 2012 season. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, he mentioned, I might get some of these a little bit pronounced wrong. Tony Bowles, uh, who played under Bo Schembechler. So he was a, uh, running back kick returner. This is, this is like some of the stuff that I used to watch, but I never really knew any, any other players' names. So, but, um, but yeah, he didn't really do anything in the NFL, uh, on where is it? Was it just two years? Uh, 
but uh, he was selected really late and didn't stay. Yeah, and he just um, he played. He was in the league for two years, and uh, he mentions two other players too. All these with uh, Michigan background and everything. Uh, Scott Drysback. Now, Brandon, you said you were uh, you know that one. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I'm too young to remember watching him play, but just from what my dad has told me, uh, you know, Scott Drysback was a pretty solid quarterback for Michigan. Um, yeah, and I, I believe he was, he was also, he went on to like a practice squad. He didn't really last too long in the, in the NFL. Um, here, I'll bring up some, uh, clarify this here. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he, I mean, he was on the Raiders from, you know, 99, 2000, uh, he went to the Bills and the Lions after that. And then he just kind of bounced around, you know, some like the arena leagues and NFL Europa and you know, kind of kind of teams like that. Uh, didn't do too much. Uh, had a decent arena career. I mean, he had 16 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Uh, had a good quarterback rating. Uh, you know. Even even in comparison, like those numbers aren't that great for the arena league, but you know, who who knows what could have been if he would have stayed healthy his whole career. Yeah. Uh the last one that he mentions is Antonio uh it's either bass or bass. I uh, this is actually really interesting because uh this would have been our time, you know, this guy was going into college right around the same time that we were. But he um, suffered a knee injury. He's a wide receiver, and he had really good uh, high school stats uh, from Jackson, Michigan. And uh, he was he was the top rated player in the state of Michigan um, by the Detroit News. And uh, so he went in, had his freshman year, didn't do a whole lot, didn't get a lot of action. But then he sustained a knee injury, and then he. Uh, didn't didn't ever return to playing so never never know what could have happened let's see his high school stats um he did some carrying and some receiving 276 carries for over 2000 yards 30 rushing touchdowns during his career completed uh oh he was a quarterback but he was recruited to be a wide receiver 55 of 161 passes for 999 yards 14 passing touchdowns. Uh, yeah, but top rated player in the state of Michigan. Yeah, this so this was like right before I really, you know, tuned into Michigan football and was paying attention and seeing what, um, paying attention to players and things like that and incoming players. So interesting. This like totally went past me and I never knew about this player. <laughs> Yeah, I got a couple more interesting things to hear about Drysbach that might uh, jog your memory. Okay. Um, I don't know if you heard about the the '95 Pigskin Classic against uh, Virginia. Yeah. Now Michigan was trailing 17-0. Scott Drysbach was the one that um, that led the the three scoring drives and had that touchdown pass to Mercury Hayes when the time oh. expired for the Michigan to win. Okay. Yeah, that was in his. Uh, 
it's either freshman or sophomore season. And then he was on the national championship team too. He was actually supposed to be the starting quarterback, but he was since he was limited by injuries, he wasn't able to, you know, play by the the start of the season. And since Brian Greasy played so well, he he won the starting job. Mm. Interesting. These are uh, these are really good ones. These are, I I appreciate the uh, feedback and the reply. That was very interesting to look into these. Um, yeah, I definitely remember that game. Uh, what was it? Wasn't it the biggest comeback for Michigan for a while? I think until the I think Wisconsin so. Game? Yeah, I think it's 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 been passed. He also had like the most pass attempts and most yards in a game, and uh, those are also passed. Yeah, I mean it, by Gardner probably. Yeah, that I was just crazy game against Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> which we were also talking about earlier this week. Mm-hmm. So, well, very cool. I, yeah, I appreciate those uh, those submissions. That was that was interesting. So, thank you, Craig. Thank you, um, Go Blue eighty five. Always appreciate when we get uh, listener feedback. And yeah, now that has me curious about a bunch of other stuff. So, um, yeah, whenever you guys listen, uh, you guys can respond to anything, but we always do put out the question of the week to uh, get listener feedback and listener input that we then share the next week after that. So uh, we will share with that on the show and things for the following episode. So we will then jump into our main segment. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm. <clears throat> if I sound like I'm dying, I probably am, because uh, my throat has been kind of killing me for the past couple days. So I thought I was gonna kick this thing, but maybe not. So if I suddenly stop responding, then that just means that I died partway through. Yeah. So if you don't kick that thing, you just kick the bucket. Yeah. Totally. And then. Yes, I mean if you, if you die, then I guess I'll probably have to just bring Craig back. Yeah, <laughs> the return, Craig, the return, Craig two point Robo Craig. Ah, <laughs> uh, but should be should be all right. We'll live. We'll make it. So, uh, we go through sports, non-sports topics here on the show, and. Uh, we're trying to alternate actually uh, where every other week where it's going to be like sport, uh, sports topic, uh, non-sports topic back and forth. And so we did just have our conversation about the sports injuries. So we're going to be moving the conversation into movies and TV, which is our other focus. And so what we concluded for this week's topic is talking about Netflix and Netflix exclusives, basically. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny because we're both sitting here and we're like, all right, let's talk Netflix exclusives. Well, it turns out that we're so we were looking at Netflix exclusives for TV shows and movies, and we both then came to realize that we don't watch movies anymore. So, <laughs> at least not the Netflix exclusive ones. Yeah. 
So, because we both started going through lists and we're just like, we have not seen any of these movies. I mean, I think you said what? You saw one? Like Bird Box? Yeah, wasn't Bird Box a Netflix exclusive? Yeah. And I I think I saw one as well, but I really kind of wouldn't recommend it. Um, I mean, it was okay, but um, what was the... I can't remember what it is. Adam Sandler and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. My wife wanted to see that. We watched it. It was it was at least entertaining. But, you know, Adam Sandler is not what he used to be or his movies aren't anymore. No. So. Yeah. I mean, Bird Box uh, got a lot of hype. So my wife and I watched it. She enjoyed it more than me, but she hasn't seen as many like horror and thriller movies that I have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had a little bit more to base things off from. And to me, it was just kind of your run of the mill. Um, I guess suspense movie, you know, there was a few things that reminded me too much of the happening with Mark Wahlberg and, and Zoe Deschanel. What? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Where, you know, Mark Wahlberg talks to plants. Um. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ruined. (laughs) No spoilers. I just said he talks to plants. And another movie it reminded me of, too, was A Quiet Place, which Mm. came out like a year before that. Uh, You know, it's kind of a mixture of those two. And actually, a friend of mine on Twitter, he is really into horror movies, and he said that Bird Box is horror movies for people who don't like horror movies. Oh, uh, yes, I, I remember <laughs> seeing that. That was, that was pretty, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I think I will eventually, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it was worth a watch. I didn't... Uh, I don't know. My wife was more entertained by it than I was, but yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> Ah, that's a good. That's a good argument. Um, that's that's a good one. <laughs> uh, so the, there's our conversation for uh, Netflix exclusive movies. That was a good two minutes of conversation. Um, so basically, we're going to be talking mostly about Netflix exclusive um, TV shows. So, and we're not going to sit here and tell you that we watched all of them. We're going to recommend and kind of talk about the ones that we have watched, obviously avoiding spoilers, Mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. So I think um, I think we'll alternate and probably leave the best for last. And I think, you know, which one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. um, Since it was on both of our lists, because we Mm -hmm. wanted to compare. Make sure we had two that was on that were on both of our lists, I believe. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what the other one was. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, I didn't write it down because you already had it. So, okay. Um, so I will I will go ahead and start. And this one, uh, so, some of these I'm going to be recommending. Some of these I'm going to just be talking about because they're popular on Netflix. And I was kind of like, I have some input, but I might not necessarily be saying I think that they're something you need to see. But probably the one of the most recent things that we've watched, and it's been out for a while. Uh, new season's supposed to be coming out um, August, I think. Um, is the show Mindhunter. Okay. 
And so it's it's really interesting. They're, yeah, whatever people will call it cliche, but they talk about uh, they've been saying about how much people have been getting into the whole like serial killer phenom or craze or whatever. Yeah. What's interesting with this is, uh, it takes on the perspective of when the F. If you don't know what the show is, it's about the FBI trying to get ahead of things when serial killers start, you know, I mean, this is them coining the term serial killer because I mean, before that they've never dealt with a repetitive killer, a pattern Mm -hmm. killer. They called it several different things before they got to serial killer. So they kind of stumbled into the concept of, well, we should really be talking to these people and trying to understand how they think and what they do. So Mm -hmm. this is a show that is of the perspective of some people who work for the FBI who interview these killers and try to learn more about them. And uh, fair warning, very intense, very (laughs) uh, explicit, very um, graphically and verbally. Um, in some different things. So forewarned adult show. Um, but I, as I'm watching it, I always kind of think to myself like, gosh, you know, I really wish we know exactly how much of this is accurate Mm -hmm. because it just really intrigues me on, you know, how they're, because they do, they base it off of real serial killers. And so I'm really interested in like, okay, like how much of this about this person is real or about this experience, you know, or how much are they faking? So uh, I think there's two seasons out right now. There's a couple seasons, but it's very interesting and it's, it's different. It's to some people, they might find it boring because it's very, I mean, it's dialogue heavy, you know, because this is after the fact they're not going through and, uh, investigating scenes and chasing these killers. They've caught them all, but they're learning how to catch other criminals in the process. So, um, yeah, I, if you like anything that has come out with a lot of those things recently, then you might find that interesting. Other people might find it a little bit slow and a little bit dull. So were you familiar with that show? Um, I've seen it on there, but I've never watched it and I've never even like looked to see what the description was. So this is all kind of new to me. Yeah. I feel like you might be interested in it because it's, it's a little different because I feel like it's got that horror quality to it because it's the serial killer thing, but it's not the, you know, horror part of the story. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, it's true crime kind of, right? So that's that's kind of one of those under the radar something that we've watched most recently where, you know, if you're looking for something on Netflix and you have any interest in some of those would be worth checking out. Like I said, don't watch with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what do you want to throw out there first? Um, yeah, I'll start with one of my smaller ones here. Uh I think it was two years ago now, something like that. Uh, they released a show called Everything Sucks. Uh, I kind of just stumbled across it on accident. 
And like I read the description, it's about like a group of kids in the nineties and you know, just what they go through in life and, and different things that happen and I started watching it. And then my wife started watching it with me and we really got into it. And, you know, for having a bunch of child actors, like they all did a pretty good job. Um, I mean, there was parts of it where, you know, it was a little dealing with things that are like a little more like before their time in the nineties. So there was like a girl, a young teen girl who discovered that she was a lesbian and um, like came out to her friends and everything. And, you know, it was kind of, I don't know, like refreshing to see, I guess, where Mm -hmm. it was like a positive spin on all this. And I don't know, just like the acting was really good. and The writing was pretty good. And, you know, we got done watching it and it was probably like two months later that they announced that Netflix canceled it. Oh man! After <laughs> after how many sure seasons? Why. After one season. Oh man. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that were watching it. I saw online talking about it. It was all over Twitter. There was a few people like I knew, I know personally, that I saw on Facebook that said they were watching it. So I don't know if like it had to do something with you know kind of the controversial subjects that were going on with it and like how all the actors are kids or you know maybe the writers didn't want to do it anymore or something like that i'm not sure but you know i thought it was a great show i'm not even sure if it's still on netflix really be honest yeah you're recommending something that people can't even watch (laughs) you know if it's on netflix i'm sure it's on somewhere but (laughs) yeah i mean i really enjoyed it and i was really disappointed when i said it was gone after one season because it kind of ended with a cliffhanger as well oh man yeah you gotta hate that that's that's a bummer yeah it will that's the blessing and the curse of this whole era of you know i I mean it's been going on too i mean it's going been going on forever but it seems to be increasing with the whole streaming platforms and especially exclusives and things like that where so many things will get be given a shot and Mm -hmm there'll be decent followings behind some of them, but just because they're not for, I mean, who knows, whatever reason they wind up getting dropped. Um, and that makes me think, did you ever know the show Firefly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, I watch never it? watched it, but I knew all about it and I knew like when it got canceled, it was a huge uproar. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the, I mean, of course there were others, I'm sure, but that was one of the earliest ones. That was the, biggest outcry that i heard where it's just like i mean it makes you wonder on how and why these things happen and then you see some of the th- the things get rescued by like other uh programs or platforms mm-hmm. and uh, uh channels and stations and whatnot so that's really awesome to see but yeah it's kind of a blessing and a curse yeah recently brooklyn 99 did the same thing yeah and uh yeah, with Firefly, dude, that's Fox. Fox cancels everything. If something's not doing as good in numbers as like The Simpsons or Family Guy, they they axe it. They don't give any shows any time to like grow. Death Killers. Now it seems like CBS, like they have the same shows and they'll have them for like ten seasons. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever noticed that, like. Uh, one of the first ones I remember was Jag. That was on for a long time. Everybody Loves Raymond was on for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Big Bang Theory just ended. Yeah. So, well, going back to Netflix, did you have anything more to say about Everything Sucks? No, that's all I got. Okay. All right. I'm going to change gears here by going into, oh, man, is it? I don't know. Is it? No, it's not considered documentary, I don't think. Um, but a food show on Netflix, and I love this. I love it. My wife loves it. Uh, she watches food shows all the time. But if you've ever heard of Chef's Table, yeah, okay, I recommend this to like anytime people talk about liking food shows or anything interesting about you know learning about food and stuff. I always ask them if they've heard about the Chef's Table on Netflix because. I think this is my favorite food show, you know, on TV, on Netflix, anywhere, just because it shows such a huge variety and it, it um, entertains me from a creative aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're both graphic designers by nature, by job, by degree. Um, but j- I always enjoy seeing creative process for whatever it is. And this is, shows a lot of the behind the scenes kind of stuff and some of the more unique things worldwide. Um, yeah. They'll take you around the uh, the United States. They'll take you around the world. I think they did one season focusing on dessert or pastries, but mm-hmm. these are some of the top ranked restaurants in the world. And, you know, we're talking about fresh ingredients, farm to table style, um, new up and coming stuff. Um, and it's just been really interesting. Uh, like the, they'll take different scenarios. Like some, some guy really revolutionized some. I think it was like a New York restaurant because he started focusing on what was in season for food, and he would go through and try to find stuff. And, and like he made asparagus like a huge highlight of the restaurant during the season, and it just like. You know, became an uproar in New York. Uh, there was one of the most interesting ones to me, but also because I love it so much. There was a guy from America who learned how to make ramen, went to Japan, right? If I'm not mistaken, I always get it confused mm-hmm. if it's between Japan or China. I'm pretty sure it's Japan. Goes to Japan and makes, like, is world known for making ramen in Japan. Like a foreigner goes to Japan, becomes one of the best people at making, you know, their dish. And then, you know, just just some amazing scenarios like that. So, uh, yeah, if you are interested in food stuff and you don't know about Chef's Table, check it out. Really interesting. They've got several seasons. and I think they're still coming out with more and uh, just really well done. Some of them, them are a little bit more interesting than others, sure. But, uh, but yeah, I think if you're any kind of foodie or food show type person, that you'll you'll enjoy that show. So, uh, what's next on your list, Brandon? Um, next one I like to talk about is um, it's Dead to Me. It's um, it's one of the newer shows on netflix i believe just like in the last few months it came out but it has christina applegate in it and basically she plays a a widow and a mother of two and she's just trying to cope with the loss of her husband 
Um, I mean, right from the get-go, you find out that he was hit by a car, and she's basically just you know trying to cope with life, and then she meets this woman who becomes her friend. She meets her in a, um, a grieving class, and it's just you get to learn more what's going on, and uh, just like crazy things happen. It, it really ends with a cliffhanger. Uh, just, you know, just really solid acting uh, throughout, and it's just the drama and the suspense of everything going on, it's it's really good. You get, like, a a good, like, insight on, like, the psychology of, you know, like, a widow's life after her husband, and, you know, Christina Applegate does a great job of showing all the different emotions and everything and trying to move on with her life. Okay, so it's uh, a heavy drama. Yeah, well, it's it's like a drama with, um, you know, some comedy thrown in. Uh, I'd say it kind of walks the line there. But, I mean, at its heart, I mean, it's it's a drama. Okay. I guess kind of like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, like Forrest Gump. How technically it's a, a drama, but there's comedic elements to it. Oh, funny yeah. parts yeah for sure yeah i'd say it's kind of like a dark comedy okay interesting yeah i see that po- uh all over netflix like for a long time that was the first thing that popped up where they do their little advertisement kind of a thing yeah so. you should you should check it out sometime i'm I'm looking at the imdb right now and it's got an 8.2 out of 10 oh nice yeah and as far as i know it's it's coming back for another season uh, her friend that she has in the show is, she's played by Linda Cardellini. She was, um, she was in Freaks and Geeks. Okay. I don't know if you ever watched that before. I know it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, she played Lindsay, like the main character in Freaks and Geeks. Uh, she's been in like a handful of other things too. Uh, you, you've probably you've probably seen her in a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Like she's been in some of the Avengers movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um. Well, oh, here's definitely oh. a role of hers that you would totally get. She plays Jess's sister in New Girl. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she plays Abby. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, I um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about in Avengers now, and also I um, I remember seeing her in uh the dead to me advertisements or preview mm-hmm. or something so yeah i know what you're talking about so all right all set or yeah okay so uh i'm sharing those were recommendations there's still gonna be some recommendations and stuff but i'm also gonna be sharing ones that are just popular on netflix that i've seen and just kind of discussing them a little bit and I don't know, maybe from what I say, you'll be interested in watching it, or you're just like, oh, I didn't know about that show. Now I know a little bit more about it. Uh, the one that I'm going to bring up is the show called You. Mm-hmm. And this has, the main actor is, because my wife told me this, is from, was it like, I think it was, oh, Gossip Girls or something, you know, one of those chicky shows. 
And um, so if anybody, so some people might recognize the uh, main actor from it. And it's weird because uh, there was that Ted Bundy thing that came out with uh, Zach Efron. Yeah. And there was, I don't know, maybe it wasn't that big, but I saw a lot of conversation about being like, hey, don't ro- romanticize, you know, these people because it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, they, there was controversy around it or whatever. And I feel kind of like the same thing is going on with this show because basically what this is about, and this isn't, I mean, you're going to learn this right away in like the first episode. This guy is a stalker. He stalks this girl and, you know, tries to make accidental interactions, you know, try to get into her life to, you know, get in a relationship with her and things like that. But he's straight up stalker, creepy, uh, a bunch of like inappropriate stuff with stalking her and different things like that. But they kind of romanticize him because there will be different times where you can tell that they're trying to get you to, it's from his perspective. And so it's like, he's the bad guy, but they're trying to get you to be on his side. It, it's very weird. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting. My wife was into it more than I was. But I did watch it uh, with her, and I think the best explanation I can give for it is if anyone is familiar with Edgar Allan Poe's writing, because yeah. um, the the guy works in a bookstore, so there are a lot of things that you can. He takes things from books, he references books all the time. But I can't remember what stories specifically, but I remember reading some of his stuff, Edgar Allan Poe. And it makes me feel like they're almost doing a modern interpretation of Edgar Allan Poe because Edgar Allan Poe, from what I recall, I don't know if anybody else has ever said this about the show, but he would, his stories often were from the perspective of, you know, the villain, the bad guy, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it would almost... uh, almost kind of like the idea of, Hey, this is who you're invested to. This is like who you're quote unquote, maybe rooting for or whatever, but just doing it from a different perspective and almost put pitching you on their side. Uh, but this is kind of a modern, uh, interpretation of kind of how he would tell stories because it's definitely dark. It's definitely, um, creepy. So it's, it's weird. It's unusual. It's entertaining. Like I said, my wife was more into it than I was. Um, there's supposed to be another season coming out. It ends on a cliffhanger. Um, definitely not something for everybody. Uh, I'll say that much. I'm not necessarily saying I recommend it, but it is, it's an unusual one. It's considered one of the better shows on Netflix. That's kind of why I'm bringing it up because I'm not going to just talk about the things that I think are really good, but, some of the things that they're saying that are the best Netflix exclusive. So I thought it was worth bringing up. So you have, you haven't seen that one, right? No, I, I know that the main character is played by Penn Badgley. Okay. Um, he was an easy a, he was Emma Stone's boyfriend in that. Uh, he was in the remake of the stepfather and he was in John Tucker must die. Okay. Um, and <laughs> the reason I know a lot of this about him is because Tim and I have the exact same birthday. 
Hey. Same year and everything. So. Birthday buds. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, actually, my wife watched a lot of it. I don't know if she ever finished it, but she watched quite a bit of it. And she said it was like kind of creepy, I guess. Yeah. She's like, it's a really weird show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not for everybody. But what do you yeah. got? Um, I got quite a few. Um, next one I'll mention here is uh, another really popular one. is actually one of the first Netflix original series, and one of the probably like the first one to really get a lot of buzz is Orange Is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it centers around uh, this woman who gets caught up in you know some illegal activity, and she gets she gets put in a minimum security women's prison. And it's just about, like, the life of the inmates in the prison and all things that happen. And just, like, the messed up stuff and the, you know, how, like, all the races will group together, all the different gangs and everything. And um, just how things are rigged against the inmates in certain cases and how sometimes they're set up just to... just set up for things where they'll end up getting more jail time. And like, as the the series progresses, you get, they'll introduce like new characters and then you'll get the backstory of these characters, like slowly as the season goes. Okay. So you'll get in like small flashbacks. You'll see, you know, what led them, you know, what got them arrested and, you know, sentenced to prison time. You'll see, you know, different things in her life that may have led them to down that path. And it's it's a really good that like character study show. Um and I believe it's it's on season seven now. Something like that. And that's it's coming at the end of the month. It's gonna be the last season. Okay. The finale. Yeah. And I mean acting across the board, really good uh writing, really good. Uh you know, first two seasons definitely are the best. You know, and it was it's kind of been slowly downhill since then. Um, you know, some kind of funny and interesting things happened along the way, but I'm interested to see how the last season's going to be. Yeah, how they wrap something up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I got a few more here, and I did remember what the other one that we both had down, so yeah, uh, I'll put that later. Um, the next one I'm going to mention is interesting because they say that it's one of the better Netflix originals. And I'm going to come here to tell you that it's not. <laughs> um, a series of unfortunate events with Neil Patrick Harris. Um, it's actually pretty, it actually is pretty good. I think they did three seasons. Um, they did a good job developing it. I think the story is pretty good. Um, and they do a good job of, leaving each episode where it's just like okay you want to you want to watch the next one but then you get to the final season which like i said i believe is the third season and everything that they've developed i think about halfway through the season they just like throw out the window they're like okay all this stuff that we've built been building up to screw it and they just completely (laughs) turn it's on uh, turn it on its head and it's just like we're going to change what everybody's kind of doing here. And it just, it, it just made me frustrated 
and I thought it was a complete letdown and felt like a waste. So you can watch it if you want to. Like I said, it is entertaining, but don't be... You're, you're going to be expecting something with the end and, and try not to because you're not going <laughs> to... You're going to be let down. So yeah. that's kind of all I'll say with that one. So shortening shortening it up a little bit. But uh, what's, what's something else you got, Brandon? Uh, I got two more here until we talk about the ones we have here in common. Um, another one I'll, I'll mention is the show Love. Uh, it was made by... Uh, by the same guy that made Anchorman, Judd Apatow, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it kind of just, <laughs> it was a really quirky show. Uh, it has Paul Rust and Jillian Jacobs. Uh, Paul Rust, he's mostly known as a writer. Um, Jillian Jacobs, she was in Community. She played Britta in Community. Uh, she was also in... Oh, man, I just watched it lately. Oh, Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy. She's one of the college students in that. Uh, Basically, like, she is a really kind of messed up person. Uh, (laughs) Just messed up. Yeah, she's just, she's got a lot of issues where, you know, she's like a nymphomaniac. And, uh, you know, she has had, like, drinking and drug problems for a while. But... Basically, she meets Paul Rust's character, and he is, like, a super straight-laced uh, Jewish guy. And he's, like, really into movies and, like, all this nerdy stuff. And uh, they just end up, like, having this weird connection. And as the series goes on, there was there was three seasons. Uh, it actually just ended with the third season. How they just kind of, like, mesh together, and it just kind of shows a relationship and kind of, like, the ups and downs. Uh, with those two being just so opposite. And it's it's got that really awkward kind of offbeat humor, kind of like Juno or you know, something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I mean it's definitely worth a watch. Uh yeah, it was it was written by by Judd Apatow. Okay. So he made he made things like Forty Year Old Virgin and and Step Brothers and all that kind of stuff. Uh Step Brothers. Nice. Well, we'll go ahead and share your other one um, because, yeah, the only two that I really have left uh, we're talking about with our time frame are the last two that we have in common. So, yeah, the last one I've got here is it's kind of an interesting story because you were talking earlier about shows that uh, did well for a while and then they were canceled and they were picked up by other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first ones I remember being like that is Trailer Park Boys. Uh, uh, Trailer Park Boys lasted for, I believe, six seasons on Showcase. It's a Canadian channel. Uh, and it was off the air for like three or four years, maybe even longer. I mean, they did a couple movies here and there, but the show was pretty much dead. And actually, the actors within the show bought the rights to it. And then they got a deal with Netflix because it was so popular on Netflix showing the old episodes that they brought it back. Nice. And now I believe they're on like season 12 or something like that, which it ended because the guy who played Mr. Leahy, he passed away 
and he was like the main antagonist mm-hmm. for the guys in Trailer Park Boys. So, you know, there was really wasn't any way they could continue on. So now they have like a new animated version of the show. Um, another one of those shows is definitely it's it's so stupid that it's funny. It's set up like a like a mockumentary, kind of like The Office or Parks and Recreation, but it, it predates both The Office and Parks and Recreation. Wait, so when they brought it back, is that the animated show that you're saying? Or no, they brought it back for like a few seasons of the live show. Okay, like another like five seasons of the live show. And then John Dunsworth, who plays played Mr. Leahy, he passed away. So they had to like kind of scramble what they were gonna do, and now they have the animated series. Okay. All where right. they can, you know, have someone doing Mr. Leahy's voice and have him as a character. Okay. I thought you were I wasn't sure if you were saying he died at that point or if you were saying he died when they ended the show the first time. So I was just No. Okay. No, it, the show just ended um, showcased, I believe, canceled the original series. Okay. And then it, it got picked up by Netflix, and now they have new seasons. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty funny. You get to know the characters as, the, the more you watch. Uh, and it's definitely one of those shows you don't want to watch with kids. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of swearing, like lots of swearing. Um in a lot of adult situations, you know, with, with drugs and drinking and all that kind of stuff. So adult situations. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love but, it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a hilarious show. Uh, I, yeah, I still have not, um, checked that out. So, but we, we may see what that's, um, keeping things moving along since we're, uh, since time is escaping us. Um, I'll touch on the first one that we both both uh, both have watched, and we'll discuss it kind of quickly because I know that we'll probably spend more time discussing the last one. Uh, Santa Clarita Diet mm-hmm. is one that we actually both watched. Um, and what I'll say about this, um, it's it's weird, unusual because it's kind of got that whole zombie, you know. I have to eat people thing, <laughs> but it's not, I have to eat their brain uh, or anything quite like that. But they, they make it, they kind of try to make it normal. I don't know how to maybe say that. Maybe when I give it to you, you can explain it better, but they, yeah, they make, it, go ahead. I was going to say, if we're talking like, the type of zombies we're talking about, like kind of like the original Romero zombies where they just fed on people. They didn't like feed on solely brains. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Like Drew Barrymore has to stay alive by eating people. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's horror. It's, it's definitely comedy, very dark comedy. And it's, it's, Another one of those quirky kind of funny shows. Yeah. And I was very kind of like we watched one or two episodes and I switched it because I wasn't that into it and I didn't think my wife was. But then she's like, why are you switching it? I was like, (laughs) oh, I didn't think you were into it. And she's like, no, I kind of want to see what happens. I was like, okay. Um, They get they get better with it. The the acting seems kind of weird at the beginning and then getting 
to the point of where it's normal because they they normalize they make it normal for Drew Barrymore to be sitting there eating a person like it's nothing. I mean, most of the time it's you know a zombie, so it's a zombie eating a person. But this mm-hmm. is Drew Barrymore being Drew Barrymore eating a person, <laughs> and it's it's weird to wrap your mind around. Well, what's funny about it is that like I mean if. That was real life. I mean, eventually you'd probably be desensitized to her. It's like, all right, well, she's eating, you know? Yeah. And it just doesn't really affect you anymore. And, I mean, uh, Timothy Oliphant plays her husband. He's he's amazing in that show. Yeah. Just, he's, it's hard to explain that guy. Just, like, he, (laughs) man, I can't even really explain, like, his character. He's, like, reluctantly put in different situations and he always has a hard way getting out of them, but he's like charming enough to be able to like maneuver his way out. I don't, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it is very different. And, and I think this is while saying like the first two episodes, it's just like, you know, that whole because you watching it are in that whole shock and awe of like, oh my gosh, you know, this is what she's doing, this is what's happening. And he gets that too a little bit, but at the same point, he's just kind of like, it, it, oh, it's my wife, you know, this is totally, uh, well, it's not totally fine, but it's just like, I have to be okay with this because it's my wife. It's not like if, if any logical person thinks about it, it's just like, oh my gosh, do I need to kill my wife? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can I trust sleeping in the bed with my wife? You know, all this stuff that they kind of don't address. So it's kind of a weird transition at the beginning, but once once you get past it, I think it's got very natural ebb and flow. But at the very beginning, it was just kind of like, okay, are you understanding what is really going on here or not? He's really just kind of like, eh, this is the new normal. Yeah. It's like, okay. okay. <laughs> and I mean, that just kind of goes with his personality because I've, I've heard interviews and stuff with him and seen him in other stuff. And that's, you know, this kind of the side of the kind of the guy he is. He's just a really, really kind of funny. Um, like awkwardly funny, I guess, person. Yeah, no, he, um, but once, once that gets established, so I, I think it comes together really well and, uh, you know, uh, entertaining. I, I was more into it once things got further along. Um, but you said that it got canceled. Yeah. That was another one. I had three seasons and it's done. Yeah, which is crazy because they definitely left on a cliffhanger too. So yeah, very interesting one too. And I was really like looking forward to see what they're gonna do with the next season. And then there was another one. It was like a month and a half, two months later that they're like, "Oh, well, it's done." Yeah, interesting. So yeah, I told that to my wife uh, just the other day, and she was pretty disappointed. So all right, but. We go through all of those to bring you the big one, the the big one, the best. And if you disagree with us, we're going to have problems and we're going to (laughs) fight in the parking lot at the star court mall. (laughs) Um, I can only imagine that a lot of people have been anticipating that we were going to bring this up because it is um, one of the most talked about shows on Netflix, but definitely now it is. So um, 
I uh, and that is Stranger Things. So, Brandon, do you want to start the conversation or? Um, yeah, I mean, Stranger Things. It takes place in the eighties. Uh, it centers around a group of of kids that are around like, what do you say? Probably like twelve, something like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of hit and miss sometimes when you watch a show or a movie that have mostly kid actors, if you're going to get good acting or not. And I mean, historically, you usually get pretty bad acting with a group of kids. <laughs> you know, aside from things like... Um, Goonies? Like the Goonies or Bad News Bears or something like that. But Stranger Things, like, every single one of the kids is a good actor. Yeah. And you get to, like, really start connecting with each character... And it's one of those shows, too, that, like, it slowly, as it slowly goes on, you learn more and more about different things. And each season just kind of builds on to what you've learned before. Yeah. If you, if you like the 80s and nostalgia, you'll love every aspect of the yeah. show. And we were talking before, too, like, how each season has a different feel to it. Yeah. You know, like the first season, you know, it feels very sci-fi. The second season, you know, still has that kind of sci-fi feel, but it's getting like a little more of an edge to it. And then Mm -hmm. like the third season, like you and I both talked that it has a very like horror feel to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll share this. That's interesting. Um, When I watched the first season, um I I watched it before the second one came out, uh, but I think before they even started releasing previews for the second season. <clears throat> um, but I watched the first season, and I was just like, man, this is fantastic. And they ended it. You know, they ended it, they concluded it. And I was just like, man, is this going to be a show where it's just like they tell stories of, quote-unquote, stranger things in different places that are with different actors and things like that, you know? like Oh, like an anthology series? Yeah, because um, I think at that point, nobody still knew what was happening yet, like what was mm-hmm. going to happen next. And so I was curious if that was going to happen because they kind of ended the season and it was just like it, it could have ended and that would have been it. And it would have been like, OK, you know, OK. Um, but they have kept in the same uh, the same characters, the same stories, um, and they've done a fantastic job with it. Great progression. Um, great job keeping it moving. It is very interesting because um, how we were talking about the different feel and everything, I feel like there was a lot of buildup in season one. There was a lot of kind of like, ooh, we're going to make, we're going to introduce you into the weird things that happen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to keep you guessing because nobody knew anything in season one. Then season two, right. it's just like, okay, now you kind of know what's up. So now we're going to throw all this stuff at you. And it's like action, action, you know, this and that, you know, a lot going on. And then season three, there was not a lot of action, but there was a lot going on story-wise. Because they split mm-hmm. the story up more than they normally did before. Like there was, there were quite a few lines, um, timelines, paths, however you want to say it that you were following for the story. And then there was a obviously big conclusion finale, 
But yeah, it was very interesting because there wasn't all that action, but there was so much going on that you didn't need that action. So right. yeah, it, it's very interesting that they've done it because if you want, because I want to eventually here sometime soon, uh, hopefully soon, is watch it again and um, watch all three seasons, you know, back to back for better kind of comparison. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it, easily my favorite show on Netflix. That's a Netflix exclusive. It's my favorite show, possibly all time. Like I'm a huge nostalgic. I love the '80s and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's. I just think it's fantastically done. So, yeah, I mean everything from you know the clothes they wear to like video games, the music, even like down to the snacks they eat. I mean, to promote the new season, Coke actually came back with new Coke that they had in the 80s. Yeah. Did you see that? Yep, I did see that. Yeah, and you can actually go on Coca-Cola's website and order. You get like two cans of new Coke. You get a bottle of Coca-Cola Classic that has like the Stranger Things logo on it. And uh, you get a bottle of Coke Zero. With the Stranger Things logo on it. Nice. I, I it comes in like that. a collector's box or something like that. And what's really cool is like, I mean, it's it's kind of pricey. The price is nineteen dollars and eighty five cents. Ah. And if you think about it, the reason they did that is because that's when that season takes was is supposed to take place. Is nineteen eighty five? Yeah. As soon as you said that, I knew that was going to be. <laughs> right. Nice. Yeah. No. Just uh, just a lot of great things going on with that show, and um. Yeah, I uh, the the transitions, the music, the style, the cars, the town, the attitudes, the smoking, which apparently they're going to be changing, though, which is <laughs> absolutely stupid, because um, if you didn't hear about it, apparently there was some reaction to how much smoking there was in the show. But it's just kind of yep, and they said after season three, there'll be less smoking in all their content. Yeah, so it's. <laughs> I don't know. That just kind of makes me laugh, but like, I don't even, there's so many great things about that show that they do. Right. And it's not even just like the acting, like the dialogue, the dialogue feels like true to life. Yeah. No, uh, things that a kid that age in the eighties would have been talking about. uh, Totally. Absolutely. And I, and it's fun. I mean, it's got, it's funny parts. It's got its comedy. I mean, like, and and they reference uh, so many things that were going in the eighties, like movie theaters, the movies that they had in the theaters at the time, um, they get dressed up for Halloween and the, you know, you see all the things that were popular back then. I mean, so much Mm -hmm. nostalgia, so great. And, um, yeah, it is definitely, um, uh, if you look at as a whole for the whole, all three seasons is darker, so if anybody doesn't like dark shows, you probably won't like it. I think people could get into season one, but after season one, it slowly, steadily kind of kind of gets darker and more scary. Like we said, season three is more horror-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it if it does sound intriguing, though, I do definitely recommend at least checking it out because, like I said, it is... Uh, one of my favorites and they do a fantastic job with it and uh, they definitely leave it open they're going to be I mean there's anticipation that they're going to be continuing it 
uh, and everything like that. And actually, I just saw this too. I got to get, um, pull this up. So Netflix just shared today that Stranger Things is breaking Netflix records. Um, 40.7 million household accounts have been watching the show since July 4th on the global launch and more than any other film or series in its first four days. On top of that, 18.2 million have already finished the entire season. So Yeah, like, we finished it in like three days, I think. Yeah, I finished it prickly, uh, pretty quickly too. So, yeah, th- I mean, it's setting records. I mean, just there's a huge falling with this. I don't often get behind things that are, you know that's in the moment or whatever. I usually kind of like, like breaking bad for crying out loud. I just watched <laughs> a couple months ago. So, mm-hmm. um, but this, like, uh, like I watched the first season, not too long before the second season was going to be coming out. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, when the second one comes out, I, I like binge that thing. I wa- I watch that thing all the way through. So yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Stranger Things is the most popular, and then the second most popular Netflix show is probably House of Cards, which I've actually never watched. I just know like a lot of people watch it. Yeah, but, I um, haven't. I haven't either. Is that still that? Is that still going? Um, I'm not sure. I think they were doing one season without Kevin Spacey, and then that was it. Yeah. And then the third most popular show is probably Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, anything else you got to say about uh, Stranger Things? Uh, I don't think so. I think we could talk a lot more about it. We might, uh, we've talked about maybe doing an episode talking about Stranger Things like later on when it might be okay to talk about spoilers and, and mentioning ahead of time too that if we do talk about it, that there will be spoilers, but that would be like plenty, like way down when people have plenty of time to watch it. So, yeah. We might say more about it later, but I think we're good. We're 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 way behind. We're way over time, so <laughs> I think we need to jump. Or wait, no, I almost forgot because it's your week to do it because we have garbage day. Garbage day, garbage play of the week. Brandon, what do you have for us? Uh, my garbage play of the week um i guess more like garbage moment is uh i don't know if you heard about the recruiting violation that Jawan howard had uh the recruiting violation that wasn't a recruiting violation yeah pretty much um how he was on the jim rome show um jim rome was actually out that week uh the scalar brothers um michigan alumni Ah, yeah. Were <laughs> were the host, and I mean, they basically they kind of prodded Juwan Howard to talk about his recruits, which is apparently a recruiting violation. Okay. So they kind of prodded him for like answers. I mean, he talked about um about Mo Wagner's brother. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, no, I, I guess that is a recruiting violation. You're not supposed to like talk about recruits. Yeah, and that and it was, but he had already committed or signed papers, so technically he wasn't a recruit. But like he wasn't being recruited; he was already committed. Yeah. 
So that was where like people, some people freaked out, but it wound up being okay. And I don't know if he realized that or what, but yeah, my issue was more with the Scalar brothers. Yeah. Like asking the questions, um, that kind of like pushed him towards the answers, I guess they got him in the hot water. Um, you know, nothing really against Juwan Howard, just the Scalar brothers should have known better. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, son. Come on. <laughs> so, know better. Know your stuff. All right. Well, uh, to get things rolling so that we can wrap things up here, uh, we'll jump right into the two-minute drill. Brandon, you ready? Yeah, let's roll. All right. Here we go. Uh, coming up for Big Ten Media Days next week in Chicago for uh, football, Michigan is sending seniors Ben Bredson. Jordan Glasgow and Kalik Hudson. Brandon. Uh, the all time University of Kentucky passing leader, Jared Lorenzen, uh, passed away last week at the age of 38. Caleb. Uh, Ingus, a former Michigan uh, basketball player, has renegotiated his contract with the Knicks after having a good performance in the Summer League, and he is now guaranteed $2.4 million. Brandon. Uh, 23 years ago, on this past Sunday, uh, Hulk Hogan joined Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, creating the NWO, and it was one of the first times that Hulk Hogan became a true bad guy. Caleb. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, sticking with Michigan, uh, Michigan basketball, just to reiterate more on what you were talking about with Juwan Howard, they got their huge commit uh, out of Germany, Mo Wagner's brother, Franz Wagner, which is a huge huge win for the program um, is committed and will be joining for the 2019 class. Brandon. Joey Chestnut retained his hot dog eating championship. He ate uh, 71 hot dogs over the holiday weekend. Caleb. All right. Congratulations to Michigan baseball coach, Coach Bakic. Wow. On winning uh, Division I Baseball National Coach of the Year. Brandon. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, he bruised his knee in a summer league. Um, they just said he's going to sit out the rest of the summer league. They're not going to worry about him getting hurt. Caleb. Uh, in fake news this past week, Shea Patterson did not send a tweet bashing Harbaugh or OSU transfer quarterback Fields. Uh, that was tied back to an account that is notorious for starting false rumors and creating fake tweets. And that is our time. So there are some other ones. Might ha- might save that for next week, depending what news comes up. So, <laughs> I got a, a very important one here, kind of to lead us out here. No, um, because I know it's I know it's important to both of us. Okay. Uh, today was actually uh, Tom Hanks' sixty third birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Tom Hanks! Yes, happy birthday, Tom Hanks! Happy birthday, Forrest Gump! Happy birthday! Why can I not think of more characters' names? Walt Disney, uh, Woody, um, uh, not Private Ryan, the other guy. <laughs> uh, that guy! Hey, I can never I... remember character names, it's alright. Yeah, wow, now I'm trying to, on, on the spot, try to think of some of the things that... Um... Happy birthday, Josh, from Big. Yeah, I was trying to think of his name from Big. Man, now, dude, gosh, we should have, honestly maybe even just have an episode talking about his career and the what the roles he has played. 
Oh yeah, I mean he's he's such an amazing actor. We've we we always talk about him and like his movies and how much we love him. So yeah, Tom Hanks, we love you. <laughs> if you ever want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. We'll have you as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's see how that goes for us, huh? Yeah. Oh man, but I feel uh, you know like, and that's the interesting thing too with different celebrities. It's just like. I, you see some of the pictures of him and he like runs into people and he just seems like really down to earth and I don't know. Anyways. So uh, the notorious one I think of is the pictures he took with the drunk guy at the bar or the passed out guy at the bar. Did you ever see those? <laughs> yeah. You imagine being that guy waking up and see those pictures like, Oh man, I was passed out. And I could have met Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you, uh, and you forgot one of his, um, one of his great characters of Kip slash Buffy Wilson in the TV show Bosom Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Bosom Buddies? No. Oh my gosh, he was it was him and his friend. Uh, he was his friend was played by Peter Scolari. Um, they have to disguise themselves uh, as women to live in this uh, apartment building because <laughs> apparently like it's an apartment building that the only women are allowed to live in. Hmm. And it was like the only apartment they could afford. So they have to pretend to be women. <laughs> nice. It actually lasted two seasons. I'm surprised it got past one, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys want to see Tom Hanks and something early, uh, check that out. It was nice. actually a pretty funny show. All right, well, to wrap things up here at the end, we'll go ahead and share our question of the week then as well. Uh, question of the week being our main topic, which was Netflix exclusives. Uh, let's go ahead and stick with TV shows. Uh, what are What is your favorite or what are some of your favorite Netflix exclusive shows? Uh, feel free to talk about the ones that we've already talked about. Um, no spoilers, please. I mean, if you share them, we won't discuss them, but um, share with, uh, let us know what your, some of your favorites are. And especially if there are ones that we didn't mention and maybe why, why it's your favorite so that we can kind of share and maybe recommend it to people to watch. I feel like uh, we might be able to get some good interaction with this because people love sharing what they watch on Netflix. So we'll see with that. And yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. Rock. You know what we're good for? We're good for friends through eternity. <laughs> Loyalty, honesty. Yes. As has been tradition for several weeks now, we will send you off with one of the greatest songs ever written, ever made, ever heard by human ears. <laughs> and with that, we will end with Go Blue. Go Blue. <laughs>